shooter. School me to the game, now I know my duty. Stay humble, stay low, blow like hootie. True pimp, spin no dough on the booty. And yeah, we go mace, there go your cutie. All I'm saying is, could we be the Canadian Barack and Joe? I think we might be. I gotta be honest. Barack and Joe are like hashtag friends goals. Yeah. Those two were adorable. They really were. <laughs> Dude, the best ever was near the end of the presidency with Barack was all the Joe Biden memes that came out. Yep. Like, those were hands down my favorite. Like, when he was acting- Joe Biden memes were so good. They oh, were so good. When they made him sound like he was childish and he was going to like do bad stuff to the White House before Donald got in. Mm-hmm. I loved him. Or when Donald get or when Donald when Barack gave him that medal and he didn't know he was going to get that medal, that he had that stoic look on his face like he was so proud. Oh, so many good memes. Oh man. That was also like just a solidly good friendship moment right there. It was. It was. <sighs> but, well, yeah, I mean, let's plan for it. 10 years, let's give it. I don't know, maybe we should run sooner. You know what, Brittany thinks I should run for office. You know, here's the thing. I just wonder, is there any way that I can skip running for all the local stuff? I don't want to start in, like, local politics. I just want to, like, get into the big... Go right to federal? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, you could run for MP. Like, I don't know who your MP is in drum, but I bet you could do that, no problem. Uh, Not MP, sorry, MLA, your Alberta-level politician, right? Right, right. Um, I think it's Kevin Sorensen, actually. Anyways, um, or whoever replaced him, you could totally do that. But the thing is, if you want to run for federal politics, I'm not saying you have to, but if you want to be like big, you've got to learn French. That's a big hurdle. Man. Uh, that is, that's a tough one. I, you know, yeah, I guess I never thought about that. It's, I mean, you do need those Quebec votes at some level, you know? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think RMP knows French. I could be wrong. He could. Apologize, Glenn Motts, whose uncle, a friend of the show, Caleb Motts. <laughs> <laughs> but he might know French. I don't know. I, he doesn't strike me as a French speaker, though, if I'm being honest. Dude. <laughs> you know, here's the thing, though. It's like, man, maybe we should... Do you think he'd come on the podcast? Do you know Glenn? Him? Yeah. I don't know Glenn from Adam, no. Oh, uh, man. Do you think we could, like, grease I could palms swing it. With, with Caleb? And maybe grease palms isn't the right term, but... You know, I think maybe after the election, maybe after the Ooh, election. Yeah, after he's back he's got, in office, I don't want to screw up his chances beforehand. Let's be real though. I in mean, medicine our, hat. It's like it's. Yeah. Uh, we think we got a, a liberal and an NDP candidate like last week or something. Well, you know, Terry, with our <laughs> circle of influence, though, I just I wouldn't want to swing votes. That's all. I, I wouldn't feel that's right. True. Wouldn't feel Good right. Point. We we have to take our power very seriously because yeah. with great power comes great responsibility. Ooh, deep, Uncle Ben. <laughs> Uncle Ben, uh, listen. <laughs> I don't know. I have a feeling Glenn Motts would say, listen, Glenn Motts, if you're a fan of the show, he would say, uh, no chance. Not not happening. You don't think he'd but come on? I don't think he would. Maybe if we rented a cool studio space and made, made him think it was bigger, you know what I mean? And just was like, yo, Elon Musk has thought about coming on. Barack Obama. He's, we Tiger Woods. Tiger. We had to say, listen, bro, you're not the man you used to be. We can't, we can't deal with that. And so, <laughs> you know... But we're willing to extend an invitation to you, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's the other part. I feel like that would have to be an in-person. I'd have to come down there for that one. Oh, yeah, that's true. And It makes sense. But but here's the thing. I would actually like to just kind of like 
shoot the breeze with them a little bit about what it is as a federal politician and how you get into it. And then maybe he could give us some pointers on how we can skip the local stuff. I don't want to do local politics, man. I don't know if you have to do local politics. I don't think so. I just want to know how we rise to power the fastest. I don't know. That seems like a weird question to ask a local politician. Something just tells me that if you and I were running the country, one, we'd get stuff done. But two, I mean, we'd we'd probably stay in office for a lot longer than even Stephen Harper. I'm going to just throw that out there, right? That's 10 years, bro. Eight years. That's 10 years. years. And I'm saying we could do at least 12, three terms. Would we keep the podcast? (laughs) <laughs> oh, I think that's the way that we put everyone on blast. Like we just I'm do, with you. I'm we with do you. pods you know, at least twice a week, and we let everyone know kind of our ideas and what we got going on. We'd have some listeners come call in. Man, I think we could have some real fun with I think the demographic right. of like the eighteen to thirty fives. I think you might be right. I think that's the one thing that you can say Donald Trump changed about the presidency. That's for the better. Is that he was like. You know what, media? I don't like you guys. I'm going to communicate directly to the people oh, via Twitter, yeah. and whatever. And, and the media was like, that's not the way this usually goes. But he was like, whatever, I'm going to do it anyways. And it's like, yeah, right now we can communicate directly. Like Justin Trudeau could go on a podcast or Hassan Minhaj or so or whatever and communicate directly with the people. Yeah. No interpretation needed. No media needed. He just puts it out there. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. He could do it and we could all have access to it. Well, I think, yeah, the biggest thing is platform a lot of the time. Because even, like, Hassan Minhaj, is that how you pronounce it? Hassan. Hassan. Yeah, that's right. We've had this conversation. Hassan Minhaj, you know, as much as he is, like, this, in a sense, like, independent reporter because he's through Netflix and he's not going through this um, filter of, like, left-wing, right-wing network, I'm sure that there is still some sort of leaning that he has with his questions as well as you know what that final product looked like from the actual raw interview itself uh to lean it in you know one direction or the other nothing against him he's he's great i actually really like that show now now that you and i have talked about it that was the first episode i ever watched was i turned it on justin trudeau yeah i was like i'll give this a shot and it happened to be that week's new episode and i was like oh wow so but at the same time, again, there is some left or leaning or left or right leaning. Whereas with a guy like yeah. Donald, that guy's just putting it on blast through social media. There is no left or right leaning, um, like propaganda in that sense with his stuff. No, for sure. I mean, that's the thing. That's Hassan's definitely the more left leaning for sure. But I feel like he's pretty good at calling you know like left sides of the debate out for, for right. some of the nonsense too. And so I like him. I feel like I learned a lot. Sometimes I think, like, after watching him interview Justin Trudeau, I was like, okay, I get it. Because I feel like I understood the pipeline issue a little bit differently than he did. And maybe a little bit more than he did. Um, and then I was like, okay, that must be how people who maybe he's called out um, in other topics feel about it. Like, ah, oh, you don't understand it quite the way I do. You know what I mean? But uh, Well, but that's way, also from an American's perspective who... Uh, that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying it's like it's like you know for i have to take that sort of understanding of the way i felt he didn't quite represent certain parts of Justin trudeau's stance very well compared to regarding the pipeline that's maybe the way i should look at everything he said 
Well, you know that's what I mean? exactly and, it. He he does yeah. have an angle that he's trying to play, and this is the thing. I'm not really for Justin Trudeau. I I can't remember if we talked about this the last time. I think it was more just the fact that like I just don't know that we have anyone else that I find is better than him. So it's like, yeah, oh, you know. But here's the problem with Usty: if we decide to run for office, it's like, what party do we go with? Because ah, I would say I'm a little question. more right leaning. You're a little more left leaning. We gotta go with the liberals, bro. Could we meet in the middle somehow and start maybe our own party? Well, that seems like a lot more work, but maybe, maybe. Dude, the talk to me party. The talk to me party. Maybe no? we just do everything by Facebook vote. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram ultimate... Instagram story polls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the ultimate democracy. Like shit, it's not our fault. You guys voted on this. More or less for healthcare. More. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, man. I mean, I feel like that would be truly giving the people's representation. It's like this is what it would be. More referendums. Why are are more politicians not interested in using social media to their advantage with young people? If Justin Trudeau was doing Instagram lives and you know throwing up polls on what he thinks that people should want or not want through like those polls and stuff it's like i'd I'd probably vote on them i'd probably start following them immediately yeah, so if i heard that that stuff was happening you know it's like come it's on politicians get younger the thing is the thing is justin trudeau got a lot of flack for being the selfie prime minister which is dumb because i'm like yo this is the world we live in let him let him do his thing i thought that was cool i love that he related to people in that way I really feel like people who are a little bit older than us or who maybe don't lean or are as close to center use that as like, oh, this guy, this, you can't take him seriously. He's untrustworthy. No leader should be doing like, so people older than us will think that that it means he's not trustworthy and that he's not a leader who's serious. And people who are maybe around our age but aren't left or center-ish might say oh that means he's just a joke he's not a real leader he's just too busy taking selfies and all this garbage and so i can see why he was like it it plays to the people who like him but i don't think it actually wins as many points with the people it should win in points with the people on the fence though i'll be honest like i was i'm definitely not like mr trudeau is the best blah 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 but uh when he does stuff like that i'm like oh that's cool he's a real dude he's at least you know doing real dude stuff but i don't think everybody feels that way well, you know, I just think I would probably pay more attention to these guys um, if they had some sort of social media presence only because, like, it's, it's how I interact with a lot of my media throughout the day is through yeah, Instagram, yeah. Snapchat, media. Facebook, you know, all those sorts of things. It's like if if you don't have a presence on there, I'm probably not consuming it, you know? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair, man. And so – yeah, I don't know. I just who knows. I just think you know. Even take for instance Facebook, right? It's kind of becoming less popular and trendy amongst people our age, even and younger. But think of all the moms out there. My mom's <laughs> on it. Your mom's on it. Your aunts are on it. You maybe got a grandma it. on there. Like that's that's the parent network right there. It's, it's actually kind of become like a telephone. It's like. Even if you don't like yeah. Facebook, just go on there so you can communicate because that's how people communicate. You can do easy Facebook Absolutely. Messenger groups. You can quickly see what's going on. Like, you know, like pictures of my nieces and nephews, my mom yeah. and dad's grandkids. Like, that's where they go. 
that's where they find out some stuff about you know and it's just like that's a good medium for that sort of thing right and so that's just it's almost just become like the telephone it's just like even if you don't want to use it every day for whatever and this is just the tool for communication now i just think that they're blowing it by not utilizing new ways of communication and they're not even that new but i mean new as in not the radio and television like what's wrong with you how many people watch the news on a daily basis that are under 40 yep exactly big old zero how many people read a newspaper anymore none oh no chance like get real i mean i consume my news to like apple news when it sends me like a little blurb on my phone true telling me the latest and greatest headlines that's it if you can't hit me up on on the gram or twitter with you know trending topics guess what don't care so i don't know that's the most millennial thing ever wow (laughs) i think it's just the most real thing though too you know it's true i mean i think millennials represent the biggest voting block right now maybe baby boomers are still bigger but it's like we're actually becoming a a demographic in the population that needs to be worried about that needs to be catered to because we're, we're significant in just in terms of size um and so I think things are changing. It's one of those things like, for example, Andrew Shear, got to be the most boring man on the planet. And right. It's like I almost feel bad saying that because I've always kind of been a, wow, what about the issues kind of guy. But it's like, listen, this is 2019. And if you can't be interesting and engaging, then it doesn't matter what you think about the issues. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's, maybe that's wrong, but that's the way the world is. I'm not trying to tell you how it should be. I'm just telling you how it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and that's exactly it right there. Yep. If, man, I don't know. I just think that if we were running in this election, Tarek, mm-hmm. and here's the thing. We don't have a lot of funding, but I feel Not like, much. But I feel like we would some. dominate the millennial vote. We might. Just through the exact things that I just said. We, we would appeal to young people and probably convince a lot of them that our ideas are the best and rightfully so because i feel like a lot of the ideas that we pitch on here are the best they are the best you know you know it's funny we got an independent guy running in Medicinat. his name is dave he's got a lot of signs around town called and they say just vote number four dave <laughs> that's <laughs> I don't know awesome. his last name they're just cardboard boxes that i think he's filled <laughs> with rocks <laughs> and he's taped laminated pieces <laughs> of paper that say vote for dave <laughs> now now let me ask you does that appeal to you at all to vote for Dave? I might vote for Dave. Dude, respect <laughs> to you for voting for Dave. Well, you know what? He's got a Facebook video. I think uh, the local yes. news station interviewed him, and it's like 40 minutes. I watched 10, Whoa. and it is wild. Dave is nuts. Dude, can you can you throw that up on our uh, Facebook feed? Yeah, maybe I will. I will. Oh, man. I just want to know a little bit more about Dave. Dave's a cool dude. Even though I Dave's... won't, I can't vote for Dave, but I want I to know more about Dave. Yeah, exactly. So that's wild. That's absolutely wild. Ah, <sighs> uh, I mean to wrap this up. I guess I'm just saying. You know, one. I think it'd be fun to run a country. <laughs> Obviously, it's it's a lot of responsibility, right? So much. But I think it'd be fun to do it. And I feel like, you know, I feel like we could we could do a good job at it. Something tells me we get things done. Yeah, uh, you know, it might be a lot harder. But than let that. me ask you We're this: to get it done. What would be 
it, this is obviously putting you on the spot, but what would be your like big mandate that you'd want to get see through? Do you have anything off the top of your head? That's tough, actually. I don't know what I would want to see through. <laughs> nothing specific, you know. I think, uh, yeah, nothing that I would be like, I got to do this or not do that. Yeah, I don't know what it would be. Yeah. Yeah, what would you do? I got nothing to. Who am I kidding? We're terrible politicians. We are not great politicians. I'll no. be honest with you. I feel like most politicians probably think exactly what we're thinking, but make up something <laughs> that other people will like. I've, I'm always trying to think of ways that we could like continually stimulate the economy. Yeah, I think that would be good. I, my initial thought was I would figure out ways to close tax loopholes. You know? Ugh. But, you know, that seems too simple. Make a lot of enemies. I'd be interested to see how that goes. Be like, Yeah, you'd be yo. the first assassinated prime minister, I think. That'd be wild. I'd be like, yo, I didn't get any donations. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm closing this loophole, that loophole, that loophole. And then they would leak all these stories about how I'm, like, raping children or some nonsense. <laughs> Tarek's got an island in Turks yep. and Caicos. Exactly, with, uh, with that that billionaire who just killed himself was yeah exactly yeah and then uh i might get assassinated you're 100 percent right and then i would die a martyr and it'd be like all right maybe Tarek's the first assassinated prime minister you know what here's the thing i would mourn the fact that he died but i'd also be pumped if i was number two there you go we don't have a number two in canada i know it's not the same but we don't really have a vice prime minister I'd really be hoping that I might be able to seize power. And then, I mean, I feel like stuff would get wild. <laughs> I'd get impeached or the vote of non-confidence, I think, real quick afterwards. Yeah, yeah. But it'd be a fun ride down. There you go. I you like know? that attitude. I like that attitude. <laughs> That's the thing. As soon as I get to meet the queen, I just want to meet the queen. Be like, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> Your majesty. <laughs> Your majesty. How's it going? What's up? You going out tonight? Bring yeah. Oh, oh, cool. Stein. <laughs> you want to drink some beers? <laughs> All these people look like you. <laughs> Dude, tell us what you're drinking tonight, T. Okay, here's my review. I'm drinking. I'm drinking. We gotta start doing a video, maybe. I'm drinking Wayne Gretzky number ninety-nine Red Cask, the great one, whiskey. So, Wayne Wayne Gretzky, if you live under a rock, is one of the best if not the best hockey player of don't all time. Don't say one of the best. No, no, no. Hands down, the best. I don't want to hear any argument. Okay. It was uh, produced um, and bottled by Wayne Gretzky Distillery at Niagara-on-the-Lake, Ontario, Canada. So it's a little Canadian whiskey. Um, you know, I was skeptical. I was skeptical about this whiskey because, you know, you put Wayne Gretzky's whis- name on a whiskey, it's bound to sell. Us Canadians, for those of you who are not Canadian, we love the great one, Wayne Gretzky, and we love hockey, and we'll buy dumb shit like his whiskey without any regard for the fact that it may be garbage whiskey. Oh, big time. (laughs) Big time. But what I thought was interesting, so that was my thinking. My initial thought was, why would I buy brand name whiskey? Because they got Wayne Gretzky on it, because that just means he took some garbage whiskey or mediocre whiskey and put his name on it and was like, I can sell this because I'm Wayne Gretzky. And I'm just the sap who just bought it. But what he did with it is the whiskey's actually aged in red wine barrels. 
right? And I thought that was pretty smart. And this is just from a marketing perspective or like a business perspective in that it's like you could make a whiskey. It's called Wayne Gretzky's whiskey. It's good or it's bad, but it's likely just a mediocre whiskey because Wayne Gretzky's not out there making whiskey. He's just putting his name on some existing whiskey. But what he did was nobody else is making whiskey with, that's aged in red wine cast. Nobody else is doing it. If I go to a co-op liquor store, Wayne Gretzky's the only one. And it's different. So that's what I liked about it. At first, I was kind of like, I don't know if this is very good. But then that red wine cask flavor, it's like, okay, this is a different category. I can't compare it to my other whiskeys. It's just something different that I may or may not like. So that's what I would say. You know, if you're thinking, I want a whiskey like all the other whiskeys I drink, don't get this. But if you want something a little bit different, because it's aged in red wine bottles or red wine casks, excuse me, go for it. It's got a little bit of sweetness to it that I think is kind of nice because I don't mind my whiskey. It's just a little bit sweeter. Ooh, I like that. I yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Okay, fair enough, sir. Fair enough. You're the great one. So, Wayne, if you're listening in, which of course you probably are, you can just let us know. We'll get you a spot on the episode. It's no big deal. Dude, shout out to Wayne. Here's the thing I will go... I'm, if you're a big Wayne Gretzky fan, you may want to like plug yours or fast forward about a minute here. Because I'm about to go bad on him. Um, I've heard Wayne Gretzky in some interviews... He doesn't seem like a good hang. <laughs> no. Like he doesn't seem like he's a fun guy, Tarek. He just he seems so boring. Like he's so vanilla. And yeah, I can see that. Ah, uh, man, it kills me when superstars of any sport aren't so confident and egotistical in the sense of like knowing how great they were. That it doesn't like come through their personality. Maybe that's just hockey players, because I find that's a lot of hockey players who are like, "Oh, I can see that with hockey players." Because hockey's not as big in the states, and so it's like all the athlete friends they hang out with are like, "Oh, you're a hockey player, cool." But if you see (laughs) someone like Michael Jordan, that guy knows he was the best. Well, yeah, because he was a basketball player. Or Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant's another great example of a guy who. He'll always argue that he was the best ever, even though everyone knows he wasn't. But he'll make that argument that he was. That's true. That is wild that he'll make that argument. You know? And it's like, I appreciate the fact that he's so delusionally crazy and thinks he's the best ever, even though everyone knows that he's not. And I don't know. I just, I like people like that. I mean, I probably wouldn't want to be friends with them, but I like people like that. I'd hang out with them. I just wouldn't want to be friends with them. So, anyways. No, I'm with you. I think, um, I don't know. Yeah, hockey players are, I mean, if Wayne Gretzky's being all modest, then it's like, what are the other guys supposed to do? You know, well, like, I don't true. think anyone's come close to his statistics. It's got to be that tone from the top, you know? If you're, yeah, that's if he thing. was like. You think you're better than Wayne Gretzky? Nobody's going to believe you. Everyone's going to be like, okay, listen, we know who's better than Wayne Gretzky, and you're not it, so. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. So what you're saying is... Wayne Gretzky is holding back the league from being too uh, more proud of themselves. Okay, let me ask you this, though. Would you buy another bottle? That's the real question. I don't know if I would. I would buy something smaller. It's a big commitment. 750 mils is a commitment to a whiskey that's quite different. If they had like a 500 or 250 mil bottle, like something quite a bit smaller, I'd I'd probably give it a go. 
See, but this is just my second glass, maybe third. And so, depending on how you want to measure glasses. <laughs> yeah, that's Maybe I fair. should say, this is like my fifth ounce of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> and we haven't gotten all the way down. I mean, fifth, five ounces is what? Uh, an ounce is 30 mils. And so, yeah. 100 and 150. Yeah, that's Get probably another 600 it. to go. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, talk to me after another 300 and we'll see. That's No, that's fair. I mean... I guess that's always my gauge when it comes to a drink is like, would I buy it again? Yeah. If I'm not willing to buy it again, then it probably wasn't that good. Fair enough. So I don't know. We'll see. See what happens. Dude, it's been a while. It's been a while. It feels good to catch I know. up a little bit. I don't know why. Like you know, this. last week I was so busy. Yeah. It was unreal. I, but I'm with you, man. This week is more more reasonable, uh, better pace. So. It's funny, actually, today at work, I was working on this deal at work for like the last week and got it done. I was so busy, so busy, so busy. Got it done on Friday, sent it in. (laughs) And I was so busy and so like stressed that today my credit department actually declined the deal. What? (laughs) Yeah, they declined it. And then (laughs) my coworker came in and they were like, yo, do I put you on suicide watch? Oh my I was gosh. Like, I was like, ugh. Ugh. But, I mean, it was not a big deal. It's not that it's not a big deal I wanted to get done. I want to figure out a way, but it's kind of like, well, when I've done all I can and then it doesn't work out, that's then so be it. But it's like at that point last week, it was like I had messed stuff up and I was behind and I should have gotten it out a little bit sooner than I did and blah, 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 blah. It was all on me. You know, yeah. but once I send it off and then it's all on somebody else, it's kind of like, well, as long as I'm doing everything I can. If we're just not okay with it, then so be it. You know, it's funny though. She was like, "Yo, do I got to make sure you check in every couple hours? Like, <laughs> or every- make sure you're not going to the local train bridge?" <laughs> Dude, you should just show up to work like an hour late tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm on the watch list. Oh man, when that, I mean, suicide's not funny, but oh, yeah, that, that's true, that would be kind of funny. Let's let's not act like there wouldn't be like a little there's, bit of humor if you just didn't show up early. There's something going on there, yeah. <clears throat> oh man, I keep coughing. I'm sorry, dude. I got sick like a month ago, and had this cold for like three days, four days, and then ever since I just keep coughing, and it won't go away. But this is what I wanted to talk about today, Tarek. I was gonna bring okay. up like a good, wholesome financial discussion that we could have okay but then i realized something this is three years since we started talk to me around this time dude do you remember our first thing it was about thanksgiving this is how i always remember that's right too this is is that it was it was the week leading into thanksgiving we tried out that first episode and i just remember listening back to it and going no we can't release this i was embarrassed I was embarrassed because I was like, oh, man, we sound so choppy. We sound so stiff. And I was like, people are going to hate us right out the gate. And so and here we are three we years are, later. Three years later. Despite all the opposition, all the people who said we couldn't do it, all the people who, ah, those people aren't real. I'm just Dude, playing. <laughs> we still here. We still here. Oh, man. That's crazy, man. Is it three years for Dude, real? About two years? Are you exactly. sure? Three years, bro. So we started in 2016. Yeah, man. 
Because 2016 no. is when I moved back to PC. Really? Yeah, man. Damn. Well, we're getting old, I tell you. Okay. Dude, the, the Blue Jays were relevant. Yeah, that's different. Yeah. <laughs> I just remember because the Blue Jays were in the playoffs. And, okay, okay. And, I mean, I just remember it being Thanksgiving, and I remember our first episode was about, like, how Thanksgiving weekend was. And I think I was telling you about how much I love turkey, which I still love turkey just as much, if people are Yo, wondering. I do like turkey. I'm excited about Thanksgiving this weekend. I get two big Thanksgivings. I'm happy about it. You going to... What are you doing for... Here's the thing. So here was my Thanksgiving plans. I was pumped. Well, I was more or less pumped. Yeah, I was going to go see my brother and sister-in-law up in Fort McMurray, spend a little time with my niece, hopefully. You know, have a great Thanksgiving weekend. They only live six and a half hours away from Drumheller. I don't yeah, think that's late. a. I don't think that's a long drive, but that's because growing up in Williams Lake, Vancouver was six and a half hours away. So it's, it's like an outrageously long drive. But okay. Right, but because I'm so used to it. Like no big perspective deal. wise, it's really not a big deal to me to drive six and a half hours to spend a weekend somewhere. Okay. So I was supposed to spend it with them. Unfortunately, they are busy now this weekend. So then I was left without anywhere to go. And I always thought I would be fine without having anything going on for Thanksgiving weekend. Okay. Turns out I'm not. Turns out I'm a bit of a mess and I like a little nice family nostalgia. Oh, and man, if we were in town, you could come to Medicine App, but we are not. I didn't think I would be that guy, but I am, and I'm discovering it kind of the hard way in realizing I didn't have anywhere to go until my man Josh, shout out to Josh and his family who I work with, uh, he invited me over to his house to come and have Thanksgiving with him and his family. Nice. It'll be different. I'm not going to say it'll be weird because I don't want to be offensive to him. And he'll most likely listen to this. But it's going to be different. Just because I don't really know his family. And so it's like, I'm going to be this like foreign guy at the table who no one knows. And I'm sure I'll get you know bombarded with the questions of where I'm from. How do I know Josh? All those sorts of things. Is but, it a big Thanksgiving? <laughs> um, <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Uh, his parents, his brother and sister-in-law, his wife, and their four kids. Oh boy, that's big. So, see, I wouldn't call that big, but, I mean, it, it'll be bigger. Yeah, at least you got the kids, though. Kids are good. Kids don't care. You can play with the kids. Yeah, and kids, I think kids always get a kick out of holidays, too. So, I don't know that Thanksgiving's, like, really a thrilling holiday for kids. I think it's more Easter and, and Christmas. But you know, so yeah, that's that's gonna be my Thanksgiving plan, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be different for me. I it's kinda funny because outside of Well, I mean I guess outside of like college, I've always spent Thanksgiving with my family for the most part, or like a close knit group of friends. You know? Because even I when I you, lived man. even when I lived in Three Hills you know, I would get together with friends and we'd all, you know, participate in cooking different parts of Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving. dinner and coming together to have Thanksgiving. And so, yeah, yeah this will be the first time where I feel like I'm a bit of a visitor in someone's home for Thanksgiving. Interesting. You know, it's funny. I actually have never 
I can't think of a time where I didn't go home for Thanksgiving. That's how long it's been. But yeah, yeah, it is different, eh? Look at you taking risks, being outside your comfort zone, going to see a coworker's family for Thanksgiving. It's gonna be weird. I don't like. I said I don't know one hundred percent how to feel about it yet, but should be all right. Should be all right. Yeah, I think it'll be good. But aside from that, I mean, it's it's gonna be good. What are your plans for Thanksgiving? Where I assume you're going to Calgary. No, we're going to Edmonton, Brittany and I, and we'll be what? up in Edmonton uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We'll probably go to Calgary for Thanksgiving at my family's house on Monday. Whoa, who lives in Edmonton? Well, Brittany's aunt and uncle and her grandpa live in Edmonton. Oh, and so, really? And my brother has a show in Edmonton this weekend. So we're going to go see The Color Purple nice. in Edmonton. By who? So if you're in the Edmonton... Huh? Huh? Hmm? Oh, sorry. Carry on. You were about to do the exact promo I was trying to lead you into. Right. Damn it. At the Citadel Theater in Edmonton this weekend is the last weekend of The Color Purple. Uh, I recommend you go. My brother is part of the show. He's Starring. ensemble. Dude, you well, got to try and build him up a little bit, all right? I'm trying to get this yeah, guy he into is Hollywood. I want to ride some coattails. Amazing. Great, great actor. But it's this weekend. Me and Brittany are going on the Sunday with Brittany's aunt and maybe her cousin. And then on the Monday, we're going to Thanksgiving at the Williams slash Smith household. So that should be good. And yeah, it'll be a quiet weekend. It'll be good. I mean, dude, lots of family stuff. <clears throat> I maybe should have asked you this when I was down in Medicine Hat. But how come a guy like Tanaj doesn't try and get on with like whatever Ghostbusters was? Like that was being filmed in in drum Alberta. <clears throat> If he could have gone yeah. on as like a small part Tanaj. in in Ghostbusters, yeah, yeah, you know, Tanaj, my little brother, actor, he does some um, film stuff. He does, and it pays really well for the amount of time you have to spend doing. He's done a Travel Alberta commercial. He's done a uh, WestJet commercial. He's done voiceovers for TV shows and stuff like that with recurring roles and stuff. And he says it's great in terms of the way it pays, but it's not super like as if you listen to what I just described to you, obviously it's not super artistically challenging or interesting. Right. And, and so I think the big thing is, you know, like if he's a theater guy and he is, and he's booked out, he's doing really good. He's a pretty good actor. Um, he's booked out for months and it's all theater, live theater where you rehearse for a few weeks, you perform for a few weeks, you move on to the next project. It's very different than TV and movies. And so, you know, not that he's against it, but, you know, you've got to be in a certain place because they film all the stuff in a similar place. And so that's Vancouver, Canada, if you're in Canada and yep. you can work on movies and stuff like that. So next summer, he's actually got a gig in Vancouver. I'm not sure exactly what the gig is, but he might be able to then be like, well, let me apply what? for some TV shows. But you see, it's a lot different because it's like, OK, you know, now you're doing a lot of like commercials or or stuff that's like maybe pays OK, but it's not super artistically interesting or fulfilling. Dude. You know what I mean? It's like nobody in your field is like, yo, you got a commercial, except for the people who are doing worse than you. <laughs> Here's the thing. <laughs> That's true, right? People are like pumped about a commercial. Or people like... you don't want to aspire to be like. Yeah. <laughs> it's a weird thing. Dude, all I'm saying is Tanaj has a younger look to him, a lot younger than you. Yeah, yeah. And... If he happens to be in the Vancouver area, we all know our old favorite TV show happens Smallville. to film in the area. I'm just kidding. 
Which TV show is that? Dude, Riverdale, bro. Down Ooh, on the lower mainland. Riverdale. Could we get to know you know, in there somehow? I don't know, mm. man. He's like late 20s now. Like mid-20s is high school student. Ah, oh, gosh. I mean, I'm saying he's got a young look to him. I'm sure he could get it. Maybe he's the hot substitute teacher that wisps away <laughs> a young female character. <laughs> Boom! Tanaj. Oh, maybe your roles, the bro. hot substitute teacher that's also a predator. That's what she's Yeah, said. kind maybe. of. But, like, in... Maybe. Maybe, I'm not saying it. I'm in saying it, maybe. In a way. Like, the same I'm way... I'm telling you, him being in Vancouver will be good, I think, because he can just go out for tons of auditions. And... And, like, for example, in February, he's in Hamilton, Ontario. Or maybe it's January in February. And it's like, I don't want to go there. Right. <laughs> Not interested. <laughs> but Vancouver in the summer? Okay, I'll Ooh, come see what you got yeah. going on. You know what I mean? <laughs> it it would have been so much better if you didn't say the Ontario and you were just like, he's actually going to be in Hamilton. Yeah. And I know. Like, you got to say Ontario. Everyone, like, blows their so mind. much stuff to people now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, especially him being like a big musical guy. Dude, exactly. I want to get him on. I want to ask him about his thoughts on all these uh, Broadway musicals coming to a place like Calgary even. Yeah, I was, he would come on anytime I asked him to. He didn't care. Dude, tell him to come on sometime. Okay, uh, you text me and I'll I'll get him on. Like He'll yeah. do it because we're bros. I'd, I'd love to pick his brain some more. I'd, I really enjoyed the first time he was on, learning a little bit about the business. Absolutely. But I want to ask him some more about, like, even his time when he's going to be out in Vancouver, see if he's going to try and basically become, like, the next Ryan Reynolds, just be discovered oh, in Oh, man, Canada. that'd be cool, Dude. right? And then it's like, all of a sudden, Tarek is just like, wow, now he's, now he's Tanaj Williams' business manager. <laughs> time out, time out, time out. <laughs> hey, man, just don't forget that I'm an accountant, okay? Oh, yeah, my bad. Then we all of a sudden need an accountant. Yeah, and, there you know, we go, man. Like, Let's create some jobs here, all right? Oh, Oh, man. Dude, he'll maybe... be just like MC Hammer. Everybody will get paid and he'll be broke in five years. <laughs> I'm okay with that if I'm the guy getting paid, all right? Oh, man. Oh, but here's the thing, too. Here's great idea. We get to Naj to become a huge Hollywood star. Then when we explode into the political scene, we get to Naj to endorse us oh, with boy. his influence it's circle. I'm telling you, man. Woo! Yo, that's this, true. Just like coattails to the top. Listen, I'm not just another pretty face, okay? I yeah. got I got a brain inside the skull that that works pretty hard. So coattails to the top. I'm oh, I'm God. just saying, we got opportunities here, okay? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny too because it's like it's tough because it's my little brother. I'm gonna say this in case he ever listens. I don't think he would, but it would be tough for him to be that successful. I would be so happy for him. Then it's like, it's your sibling. You know what I mean? There's that rivalry. You're like, oh, shit, how do I beat him? No. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, man. That's the thing, right? You would just have to concede, like, yeah. concede like, first place. You, you just worth, have to you got me beat forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah. it's really true. You, know? you just have to go, okay, you know what? You're right. That's not a way area. You win. That one. I'm going to find something else. Maybe I'll see if I'll work on my Mario Kart skills. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My Mario Kart skills. Well, you got to find somewhere where you're going to win. He's pretty good at Smash Brothers. He beats me at Smash Brothers. That's a tough one for me to try yeah. and overtake him on. <laughs> I'm like an old one, like 64, or are we talking newer consoles? Uh, 64 here? and GameCubes. I think that was, I don't remember what that one was called. We haven't really gotten too deep into the ones after that because we got too old. 
I was going to say, don't you have nieces and nephews, though, that are probably into all the new stuff? Yeah, they are. And we play against them, but, you know, and they so far we still beat them, but we got to get oh, better really? at it. Like, we got to start, keep playing. We got to continue playing with them because, well, they're okay. It's just like kids, yeah, they care about Mario, but they care about other stuff now. Like, they're playing That's Fortnite, they're playing um, Minecraft, but they're not like. Mario's not as important to them as it was to us. Like Mario Kart or Smash Brothers. Yeah, they got more options. They got way more options. Yeah, they, they do. And the options they like are like just in a different category altogether, you know? See, Minecraft is a weird one to me. I don't understand the appeal to it. It really makes no sense. I saw It's so goofy to me. It's just like, what is this game? Like, why is this interesting? <laughs> Dude, I was just flying back from BC like two weeks ago. And the kid sitting in front of me, I watched him on his mom's phone play Minecraft the whole flight. Now, the flight was only like an hour and a half, but I watched him just like go hard on Minecraft. And I thought, like, what is exciting about this? Like, the graphics, we've gone back to 1980 with yep. like these block characters that are super pixelated. And yet, this is the most appealing thing to kids these days? Like, well, it's the thing that's wild to me is that there's no winners or losers in a lot of Minecraft. Not oh. all of it, but it's like you just like make stuff and see what happens and do stuff and you laugh at it. And it's yeah. like, yo, <laughs> what is the purpose, though? Yeah, man. And it's just wild to me because I'm like, how do you win? And they're like, it's not about winning or losing. Oh. I don't know if it's good or bad. It's just like they just like to be creative and express. These marshmallow and kids, man. Build stuff. And it's like I remember me and Brittany took our nieces and nephews to the local VR arcade, right. VR cafe. Right, you totally. And, yeah, and we were like so stoked about it. I was like, well, we love VR, me and Brittany. Like, now this winter time, we'll probably get in a couple good sessions a couple times this winter because we love it. And we play a game, our favorite game, called Elven Assassins. It's like a, it's like a, I don't know what it's called, but you know, you have different levels. You get higher levels based on how long you can live for. And then it's harder and harder, and you have to win. The kids did not care about that game. What they cared about was Job Simulator. <laughs> no winners, no losers. You just wake up in the morning, go to make work. yourself a cup of coffee, and go to work. And then they throw <laughs> coffee cups at each other, and they pour coffee, and they may put fill their briefcase with dumb stuff. <laughs> and it's like, there's no point to this game. Why is this fun for you? Ugh. That's what they like. They don't care about winning or losing. They just want to... It's just this, this journey they're on forever. Oh, Dude, this is killing me. This is killing it's me. It's killing me. They were like, yo, can we play Job Simulator? I was like, do you want to play what? I don't even, like, it was just so outside my frame of reference. I thought this game was so dumb. This is but what you guys want to spend your time like, on? This is what they want to do. Oh, you know, and it's like, it's different. It's different. Different generational difference right there, for sure. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, oh, that, that pains me to hear a little bit. I won't lie to you. Uh, Frig, that's wild. Anyways. <clears throat> <sighs> kids these days kids these days i feel like that's a good note to wrap up on yeah it's kind I of like our it. get off my lawn old man speech yeah millennials hating on gen z Be like yo millennials we got it perfect we're the best the boomers <laughs> the gen xers and we avoided all the nonsense you gen z kids are into <laughs> <laughs> so listen all i'm saying folks after you've heard all this dude williams and bullock 2030 Okay. Twenty thirty. Yeah, boy. I figure I'll give I'll give the country ten more years to continue to crumble and fall apart. We'll come through, rebuild that sucker over our twelve year 
oh, gosh, I don't want to call it a reign because that almost seems like we're going we're communist. dictators. Yeah. And that's not what I want. Well, let's call it a reign. But yeah, a reign feels <laughs> a reign feels right. Yeah, it feels does. feels good. We're cleaning out the swamp. <laughs> we're, we're not taking any donations, and we're changing everything so it's better. We don't care. You yeah. tell us we shouldn't do it. That's all right. We you didn't pay us any money. We don't owe you anything. That's we'll exactly just do it anyways. It. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yep. Yeah, I don't think that actually is a big issue in Canada. But either way, we're not no, doing definitely it. Definitely not. All I'm saying is we're gonna try and make the country a better place. And yeah, I don't know what else. I just don't want to get caught up in all the political garbage from around the world. Let's just yeah. be nice to one another. We'll solve climate change. We'll just solve it. We'll figure it out. We'll get it done. And we will sort out this issue with Trump in the United States. Obviously, it won't be Trump at that time. But we'll make Trump or Canada-U.S. relations the best it's ever been. We'll just figure it out. We got it. We yeah. got it. Um, we'll make sure everything with China is cool. Yep. Uh, you just you know go down there. Put them on a podcast. Just bro out. Just mm. sort it out. Here's a big one good, for you. What about what do we do with immigration? We just uh, chill with immigrants. Get them. Get it done. Hang out with them. Put them on a podcast. Get to know them. Put them just on a podcast. Done. Get it done. Yeah. Okay. Deal. Salam alaikum, immigrants. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> I don't even know what you just said, but it just means hello <laughs> in, in in Arabic. I think. I oh, okay. Know. Let's hope so. <laughs> let's ask. Let's ask Google. Hang on. Hang on. Oh boy! For everybody to hear. Hey Google. What does "alaikum" mean? Dude, I can't hear nothing. Peace be unto you was the standard salutation among members of the nation of Islam. It was the standard salutation among the nations of Islam, Peace according to you. Google. Dude, I'm cool with that, man. I like that. Salam alaikum. Salam alaikum. Peace be Matt with and you. Twenty eighteen. Twenty thirty. Twenty thirty. My bad. Twenty eighteen was Yo, the last year. We say we say salam alaikum to some people. They're gonna not vote us in. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, you'll definitely get those people, right? Yeah, Southern Alberta is gonna be questionable. <laughs> <laughs> I think we might have offended multiple groups of people on this podcast today. But hey, here's the thing. We're here for a good time, not a long time, all right? I like it. Anyways, T, I don't have anything to drink, but cheers to three years and to three more after this, at least. At least three. Absolutely. Salam alaikum. (laughs) Alright, people. Peace out. Peace out.